everyone, I am Ashley Billington and this is The Campfire. Today, we are going to deep dive into District 10 5A Division 1. A lot has changed after realignment and here are the teams who will be competing in this district. Angleton, Kempner, Friendswood, Fullshire, Magnolia, Magnolia West, Manville, Foster, and Terry. I find it interesting that the Magnolia teams are in this district. Those will be some long bus rides, but it'll make for some great competition on the gridiron. Let's analyze those teams in our film session. This district could be one of the most competitive 5A districts in the state. Gone is state champion Katie Pato and Hightower, but adding the Magnolia teams really spices things up. Magnolia West finished second behind state runner-up College Station, but have a ground attack to keep an eye out for. Magnolia was hit hard by graduation, but do return defensive newcomer of the year, Dylan Hayes. Manville finished 10-3, but was tied for first in the district. The Mavericks will have to replace both of their running backs, but quarterback Keaton Smith returns to provide leadership. Angleton went a couple rounds deep in the postseason, and they will bring back running back Deshaun Thomas, who rushed for almost 800 yards last year. Richmond Foster has one of the top quarterbacks returning with J.T. Fayard. Fullshire was one of the surprise teams last year as they made the playoffs on the last game of the season. The Chargers will have Parker Williams back behind center and his favorite target. Jax Medica will be back as well. Rosenberg, Terry, and Kempner bring back solid defensive players in Elijah Sims for the Rangers and Cody Pham for the Cougars. Friendswood finished tied for first in their former district, but the road will be tougher here. Braylon Shelby should be a factor at the linebacker position for the Mustangs. This district should be a dogfight from start to finish, but don't take my word on it. Let's dig even deeper into 10-5A Division One with Houston Chronicle reporter John Poorman and producer Ward Fasolt in our district breakdown. All right, it's district breakdown time, 10-5A Division One. We have John Poorman from the Houston Chronicle. John, uh, this looks like a very tough district. Yes, they lose uh, Peyto and, and, and Hightower moving up, but they bring in the Magnolia schools and it, it should be a pretty interesting district, don't you think? Oh yeah, absolutely. This is one of the districts in the Houston area that I'm most excited to kind of watch and see how everything plays out. We have six teams in this district that made the playoffs last year. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting, you know, in these head-to-head -head matchups, uh, you know, to decide those four spots. Only four of them are, are going to get back. Um, you know, Magnolia, Magnolia West, Angleton, Friendswood, Fullshire, and Manville were all in the postseason last year. Um, you know, Friendswood is coming over. They're, they're an interesting addition to this one as well because, you know, they were a co-district champion uh, along with Port Arthur Memorial last season in their district uh, and uh, a tough district that they played in. Um, Fullshire, of course, is a younger program, made the playoffs for the first time in program history last year. And then, you know, you look at the others, you know, Angleton and, and Manville, like you said, you know, in that really tough district with Peyto and uh, and Hightower, uh, obviously those teams are moving up to 6A now and are a part of the mix. But, you know, Manville was actually the co-district champion with, with Peyto and handed, you know, the state champions their only loss of the season. So 
and obviously, you know, seeing what Manville has done in recent years and, and kind of their pedigree, you know what they're going to bring to the table. So, yeah, I mean, all, all across the board, you're looking at some really talented programs here and definitely excited to see how it kind of all plays out. And then we didn't even mention Foster. They, they were a borderline playoff team, and they, they have one of the better quarterbacks coming back in JT Fayer. Uh, how interested are you that Manville te- or the Magnolia teams that are a good hour and a half away from the rest of them got put in this district? I know they like – I know the whole deal with 5A Division One. They got to kind of cram a bunch of teams in there. But that's that just seems like an interesting mix. Talking with Angleton coach James Britton, he was – or Jason Britton, he was talking about – yeah, that was kind of a shocker to him. He, he knew something was going to happen in the district, but to have the Magnolia teams put in it, he's, I mean, he's ready to go, but it, it's kind of wild that, that, that those teams are in there as well. Yeah, well, hearing from uh, Magnolia coach Craig Martin, you know, they were kind of – they really weren't sure how it was going to all play out. I mean, you look at the last few, you know, realignments, they've been in, in diff- with different teams. You know, this last realignment, they were – with teams from all the way across on the east side of the city. Now they're, you know, going with the teams uh, way down south. But, yeah, um, Magnolia, Magnolia West, and then, you know, the teams that are going to be heading up there to Magnolia to play them, going to be very familiar with Beltway 8 this season. I mean, it's, um, like you said, it it is a lot of travel. Uh, You know, obviously they're still in the Houston area, but, you know, you're talking about almost an hour and a half drive from, you know, Magnolia High School to Angleton. So, yeah, I mean, a little bit more travel, um, you know, but, I, I'm, you know, it's just part of the deal. I mean, the realignment is so tough when you're trying to, you know, put all these districts together and, and find the best geographical fit and, and, and competition level fit and everything like that. So, um, you know, it's always interesting. I, I was a little surprised to see them go down south, but at the same time, you never know what's going to happen come realignment day. Yeah, the, uh, the booster clubs are going to have to do some, uh, a couple extra bake sales to get some fuel for those buses, right, to get, to get where they're going, especially where the gas prices are now. How about, how about Manville? I'm interested in Manville this year. I mean, yes, they made the playoffs. They're second team. Of, uh, actually, I don't even know if they finished before, ahead or behind Hightower, but I do know that on, in their terms, they didn't have the greatest of seasons uh, despite having Seymour as – you know, first team all district and, and having some good players. They just, they, you know, they got beat by Hightower and, and I think they got beat by them twice. I think they lost him in the playoffs as well. But just talk about how you think they may bounce back uh, this year. Yeah, well, the, you know, you mentioned uh, DeMonte Seymour. Obviously, that's a huge loss for them. Uh, a guy that rushed for nearly 2,000 yards. And we saw some of his, you know, epic performances and some really exciting games uh, this past season. Uh, but the good news for the Mavericks is that they have their starting quarterback, Caden Smith, returning. Um, showed a lot of promise last year. Uh, he's a kind of a dual threat guy who can make things happen with his arm and his legs. So that's exciting for them, obviously. Um, and, that, you know, they just – this is a, a program that, you know, has kind of set its culture. You know, kind of know what to expect from them year in and year out. The kids know what to expect. They know, uh, you know, where the bar is and, and what they're trying to get done there. And, and you've seen it in recent years with deep playoff runs. And, you know, I think they have the potential to, to do that again. Obviously, um, you know, you never want to see your playoff run cut short like it was last year, especially against a, a district rival. But, you know, I, I think that coming back, they, you know, they're going to be right there in the mix and, and you know, have a potential – 
you know, not only to challenge for the district championship, but also to make a deeper run. It'll be tough to make the playoffs. I guess lastly, maybe talk a little bit about Fulshire, relatively new school. They uh, made it to the playoffs on the very last day of the season, and I think they even lost their game, but they got in on point differential, if I remember correctly. But how difficult – have they planted themselves as a, as a team to look out for? I know they have Parker Williams coming back, a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Jack Medica is a receiver. They have some experience coming back, but talk about do they have what it takes in this tough district to to get into the playoffs? Or what does it look like for the for the full year? Yeah, well, they've really done a great job of establishing the program early on and, and setting those expectations. And last year was a big year for them. I mean, the the Chargers, they, you know, I'm sure they had that goal of getting into the playoffs and. And they got that done. Um, unfortunately, they had to make a, a really long um, bus ride up there to Texarkana for their first round playoff game against an undefeated team. And, you know, so with that, you know, for the guys coming back this season, that, that's a great experience to have. That's a great experience to be able to play in a, in a playoff game for the first time in program history and, and kind of use that momentum going into this year. I know, um, you know, that they're, they've got to be excited about competing in this district. You know, the competition is going to be at a different level this year, and I'm sure they're going to be prepared for it. Well, like you said, it should be pretty interesting to see which uh, how, how this pans out, and I'm looking forward to seeing how this district, district plays out, which four teams make the playoffs. We are moving on to 5A Division Two next week, where we don't have that many teams, but we will get through the two districts that we do have and, and, and discuss it. So I appreciate you joining us, John. Well, I can't wait for next week. Yeah, sounds good. We've heard about the teams. Now let's take a look at some of the athletes to watch out for and our players on the rise. At Magnolia, Hunter Andrews was co-district newcomer of the year at the running back position. At six foot two, Andrews stands upright while running and is able to find the holes easier to get those big yards. He didn't get the bulk of the carries in the Bulldogs run attack, but was still able to break off big gains. Look for Andrews to carry the load this year as Magnolia's feature back. One of the best quarterbacks returning in the district is Foster's JT Fayard. As a junior, Fayard threw for almost 1,700 yards and 16 touchdowns as the Falcons just missed out of the postseason. With a year as the starter under his belt, look for a big season from JT in 2022. He's received some Division I interest, but expect that to increase during his senior year. Manva always has some big-time defensive players, and this year is no different, with defensive back Jalen O'Neal. As a junior, O'Neal made 25 tackles and a pick for the Mavericks as quarterback stayed away from his side of the field. Jalen is a big hitter who makes sure his presence is felt on every play. Offensive coordinators need to be on the lookout for Rosenberg Terry defensive end Elijah Sims. He was a first-team all-district selection and finished with seven sacks and one pick for the Rangers. Coming off the edge, Sims is a problem in the backfield because he has a nose for the ball carrier and almost certainly will bring him down. Great athletes in this district, but it takes great coaches to get the best out of them. Our Ward Fasol caught up with one of those men in our Media Day segment. 
All right, it is media day. We are in 10-5A Division One, talking with Coach James Britton of uh, Angleton. Coach, I say this to every coach, it seems like in 5A Division One, it's a nine-team district, so you don't have much time before the uh, the games that count start. What do you feel about the district you have? You, you lost the Peto and, and Hightower, which is probably a good thing because they were – uh, they were doing quite well, but you gained a couple of Magnolia teams and you gained Friendswood, who you took out in the playoffs. So talk a little bit about the teams you have in your district and what you think about it. Yeah, you're right. You know, in a 19 district, you don't have a, a whole lot of room and a whole lot of time to uh, to hit your stride before district play starts, you know. So week three, um, you're playing a district ball game, you know. And for us, week three is going to be manful, you know. And so we know, uh, you know, right out the gate, we're going to we're gonna get a good one early in, in the season. and. Uh, our district is really competitive. You know, it, it's a good district, and, and it's fun being in competitive districts like this. Um, but we know there's only four playoff spots available, uh, and there's nine really good football teams in our district, you know. And so you really have to show up uh, each and every week. You know, it's important uh, when you're in 19 districts and you have the quality of teams that we have that you have to peak early. You know, you can't wait to, hey, let's make sure we're peaking it at week eight, nine, and 10, and moving to the playoffs, you gotta be peaking at week three and four, because if you're not playing really good ball uh, early on, you know, you'll put yourself in a really bad position. And so uh, we know that uh, that we're gonna have to take advantage of every opportunity early in the season to, uh, to make sure we're getting better. And when we get to week three, we're ready to go. We talked a little bit off camera, but a little bit of a surprise there, the Magnolia teams in there. It's like an hour and a half away from you. It's going to be quite a trip when, I don't know if you guys play them on the road, both teams of them on the road this year or, or not, but one of the two years you're going to have to play them on the road. Right. Talk about the, how surprised you might have been to see those guys on your on – your- Yeah, yeah, we were surprised to see Magnolia, Magnolia West uh, coming in with us. And, um, you know, we've traveled in the past. You know, I've been in Angleton since 2011. We've been in with uh, Victoria East, Victoria West, uh, Calhoun, you know. So that's nothing, you know, too um, too crazy as far as travel. And, and before I was here, I was in San Angelo. You know, and our closest game in San Angelo was two hours. And we had district games that were six hours away. Um, so the travel, you know, it's not that big a deal. Um, you know, we, uh, we didn't expect it. Um, those are two really good uh, football teams. Um, adding to a district that was already already really good, you know, and so uh, we know that, that you're going to have to be ready to go every week. Yeah, you talked about last year and how powerful that district was last year, and you guys had to fight and claw, and you got into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you finished eight and four, five and three in district. Talk about now looking at it. As, I mean, we talked a little bit about it. Now, I mean, you got to be even extra extra powerful coming right out the gate and it looks like you guys got some good position uh skill position players coming back right so this past year we had zero returning starters on defense you know and next year we'll have nine you know and so we've had a a really good uh junior group that that was able to to fill a lot of starting positions for us this past year and so them gaining that that extra year of starting experience is definitely going to benefit us it's going to help us um you know just sometimes uh, you learn so much by experience and you can't learn sometimes on a, on a practice field, um, you know, watching, watching video stuff like that. You actually have to be out there playing uh, to get some of that, that game day experience. And so uh, we feel really excited about that. We've got 34 seniors um, on the football team next year. And so we feel like we have a great, great group of kids with experience. Adrian has been on our varsity since he's a freshman. Um, and he did start the last two ball games for us as a freshman at quarterback. Um, and so he's had 
um, some really good experience. You know, he'll be a junior. Um, we return uh, six guys on our offense, on our offensive side, and, and um, we do return our starting running back. And we've got some uh, good receivers coming back and, and some more offensive linemen, you know, and, and defensively, we've got nine returning starters. And so uh, we feel great about um, that experience. Um, we feel great about our quarterback being in our, in our system um, for the past, you know, three years and playing at, 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 on that varsity level. And um, we know that there's big things coming for, for Adrian. You, talk, you talked about your defense coming along. Let's talk a little bit more about that. You guys pitched a couple shutouts last year. You also had that tight game with Hightower. I mean, you, you guys proven, I believe you said you had no returning defensive mm -hmm. players last right. year, and, and yet they still, you know, proved their weight. And right. there. Talk mm -hmm. about how you expect them to step up this year. In this right. So, so last year we did have one returning starter, but he switched positions. So I didn't necessarily count that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there was times that, that we played great defense and there was times we felt like we should have played a little bit better. And, and when you have, you know, no returning starters, at, you know, those positions, you know, you are going to see some ups and downs. And um, so uh, just gaining that experience, playing in big ball games. I mean, uh, you know, we played uh, Katie Pato and, and that game wasn't a, a great game for us. You know, obviously they're really good. They played, they won the state championship. Um, but there was times in that game that we played really good defense. And it, it got away from us early in the first quarter uh, with turnovers, quick scores, scoring on special teams. But once the game settled down, uh, second, third, fourth quarter, we played um, some really good defense there. And at Hightower, same deal. Um, we played uh, really good defense in that game. And, and we had an opportunity uh, to get a stop and win the game um, with about three minutes left in the game and weren't able to get it done. And uh, there's been, you know, against Friendswood, defense played lights out against Friendswood in the playoffs. And so um, they know the level that we expect. Um, we, I'm a defensive coach um, and at Angleton, we're always going to preach, preach defense first and, and scoring's fun and uh, scoring gets the fans excited and all that, but we're going to build our program around playing great defense. Well, one more player I want to talk about is Karrion Dillings to talk a little bit about his athletic ability mm -hmm. and, and how, you can, how you'll be able to use him this year. Yeah, Karrion's a, a, a versatile athlete, and so he was the utility player of the year, and uh, so that means he can do everything. You know, So he's, uh, he's played safety for us. He's uh, played receiver for us. He's lined up at running back. He's lined up at quarterback. Um, he's lined up at corner. Um, so he's a guy that we can kind of put all over the field because he has that unique skill set of being able uh, to play all the positions. He's got the height, he's got the speed, he's got the toughness. Um, you know, he can do a lot of things for us. He helps us out on special teams. And so, um, you know, he's somebody that, that just helps you out because you can move him around so many different places. And it helps you with matchups and those kind of things. And we talked about starting district play in week three. Who are your first two non-district games? So uh, we'll go to Montgomery Lake Creek, and then we will host Clear Lake in week two. And we know that both of those opponents are really good teams. And um, Montgomery Lake Creek's a, a newer school, and, and they've really started to catch their stride these last uh, couple of years. And so we know that's going to be a, a large task. I believe they have lots of returning starters. And then uh, Clear Lake's got a couple Power Five kids that are they're highly ranked um, in the state of Texas. And so we know we'll have our our hands full there. And uh, Coach McCray is from Angleton originally, you know, so he's excited about being able to come back to his hometown and play. And he's got a couple guys on his staff that are also from Angleton. So that, that'll be a, uh, a little fun kind of game inside the game.
Well, that's awesome. Well, good luck to you this year. And uh, it's going to be tough powering through that district, but getting those top four spots, and we'll look forward right. to seeing you in the playoffs if that does happen. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. We're excited about it. That's going to do it for this week's show. Be sure to join us next week as we move into 5A Division II, as we talk 9-5A Division II. You can keep up with everything on the high school football scene on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube accounts. Until next time, I am Ashley Blinkton, and thank you so much for watching the campfire.